0: Christopher Ortiz Entertainment Alright it's Adrian the Freer here doing my first ever music podcast and today we have a special guest this guy is not only known from Cross California from Innercrone to Trona to was it Milwaukee um Eau Claire, Minnesota, Minneapolis, Wisconsin. Okay, also to send it all the way back to, was it, L.A.? L.A.
1: All over L.A., all over the I.E., the high desert. What's the I.E.? Uh, San Bernardino. San Bernardino? Hey, that
0: is crazy. So if you are not over there, you know what I mean? This shit had to get through, like, a brick wall, you know what I mean? Like, they, have, they probably had that place walled off by now.
1: It's, like, it's a whole different world out there.
0: Yeah. No disrespect, I'm just giving you guys all the respect. No, you know what I mean? It's me? true, I was there it for two
1: did. years. <laughs> <I
0: know. laughs> It's crazy. But no, so yeah, this is my first ever music podcast, and that's why I had to bring on the man, the myth, the legend, all right? Yeah. I allow him to introduce himself because he has that kind of (laughs) flair.
1: What's good? My name is Curfew, and that's with a Q. And um, yeah, I'm I'm an artist, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a producer, um, I'm a promoter. I throw my own shows, I make my own beats. Um, I manage uh, two artists, and I, I'm also a part of an um, entertainment company called Dreamline Entertainment, which is me and my boy, Zay Stone, but I also run um, a showcase company called No Excuses, and we're right now, we're on our ninth installment, so, yeah, jack of all trades.
0: Um, I, hope you, I hope you guys got that down, that was a lot, I mean, hey, <laughs> <laughs> you just kept going, I was like, dude, like... I wake up when I work out, <laughs> I do this and that, but nah, that's uh, that's kind of remarkable, man. It's good to yeah. see that you're, like, how old are you, by the way? I'm uh, 29. 29. Years young. 29, 29 years yeah. young, and it's like, you're already looking on, like, you know I mean, if anyone has a uh, proximity of being a millionaire in their lifetime, you for sure have, like, that kind of example, you know, to show yeah. you everything you possibly can to, I mean... I always
1: say um, you're only as young as you feel. And I'm 29, but I I feel like I just graduated from high school. Right. You feel me? Like, I feel like I'm barely right there. I'm barely figuring it out. So it's never too late to figure out what you want to do in your life and and stuff like that. As long as you got a vision and you're consistent and you got a hustle, you know what I mean? Just keep going because eventually you'll figure it out. That's what it is. Just keep pushing. Yeah, you just got to keep pushing. Don't keep moving forward. If you, if you quit, it just stops there, you know what I mean. But if you keep going, even if uh, you know life hits you with a couple curveballs, then you keep going, you're gonna figure it out.
0: Right. Yeah. Gonna figure it. Out. That's why, I, like, for me, I'm only three years younger, but from at my, at my point, from my perspective, you know what I mean. Uh, um, I got. I'm still trying to figure it out. Also, you yeah. I, mean? I have, like. And there's like nothing a, wrong with that. And and sometimes I get a little dis- I get. I guess I could say I get discouraged. It's, to think that somebody has it more figured out and then that they're doing better and then I start to th- then I start to realize you know what I mean Cause at the end of the day like I can only progress past the day that was yesterday yeah so I mean make the next right move and then I mean it'll come along so sometimes you gotta think of it this way man where was I three years ago
1: I'm like way way more head than I was three years ago right you sometimes we forget to look back on where you were in you know in those Either you're in a bad space, or you were you had less knowledge. Like now, you have so much knowledge on what you're trying to accomplish. It's like, man, if I would have known now what I knew back then, you know what I mean. But, but you're
0: here now. Yeah, you know it now. Yeah, right. but you know it now. So take what you think you should would help you back then, and think yeah. about what can help you right now. And then there's people right now that are like, you know, looking at you
1: like, man, I can't wait till I'm in his position. And you don't even know that they're just quiet, but they're looking at you and like, man, I can't wait till I'm doing that. And then. Two years from now you're on the next level and they're
0: they're just at where you're at you know what i mean and that's how that's how life works it's a slow progression but it's like it's a process Mm -hmm. that's worth it all right so i was just that's good man i like that that's good motivation it's good solid motivation so i want to ask you like no excuses i know that uh one of the CLE artists too risky Lope, was at one of your shows yeah he was at uh no excuses seven back in
1: january at the Boulevard. So that was a really good show. We had um, we actually had uh, one of Lil' Flip's artists from uh, uh, from Minneapolis. Well, from Minnesota, I forget. I think he's from Minneapolis. Don't correct me if I'm wrong, but his name is Young Nuck. And he's actually signed to Lil' Flip, and he, he flew out uh, to do the show. So that was really dope to be able to open up for him. And so me and Risky got to open up for him. Risky had his own set. I had my own set, but we came together and did our songs. Uh, People were going crazy. Uh, We did a dripping, and that was a real memorable moment for me. Um, I even got the clip on my IG if you want to go check it out. Risky outdid himself. You know what I mean? He he was really really practicing for that show, and when he did the show, he rocked the stage, man.
0: Man, that sounds awesome. I wish I could have been there. Shout out to Risky Love. Yeah, that's my love, man. You were there in spirit, man. You
1: were were with us uh, practicing uh, every day, and we were just getting hyped to you getting hyped right you know, you know what i mean what I that's mean?
0: all it is cause you gotta show support man that's all yeah, that's yeah. all i see it as like you know what i mean i just can't i just i get like the biggest enjoyment to see you
1: like you guys on stage and doing And, you're, and you're not just, a like, hater. like you really know the, the, the songs you're really there because you want to be and you're really hyped you're not, <laughs> like you're not you're not just faking the hype you know no, yeah mean?
0: like i fuck, like i like i mess with it you know, tough, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. like i'm not a guy to fake the funk. like if i don't mess with it then i'll just i'll be like you know what, like, you're gonna hate me, but, like, I don't mess with it, you know what I mean, like, just, I gotta be honest, like, and that's just the way it is, you know what I mean, so when I see, when I actually do mess with people with music, I'll let it be known, you know, it's not like I'm trying to kiss ass or anything like that, because I could care less about that, I just, it's just an enjoyment that I get from seeing, like, people I care about actually produce good music, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like refreshing, because you're like, dang, I know that dude, and he's, like, actually solid, you know, like, it's, so,
1: speaking of that, go check out, um, dripping by risky low uh featuring uh your boy curfew i also got a song called uh wasting my time featuring risky low they're on all platforms so go check that out i'm pretty sure risky low got a project coming out soon i know um i'm wrapping up my project worth the wait too i know i've been saying it's gonna come out for a while but it's gonna really come out by either at the end of this month or as soon as next week so let's see how that goes and uh I'm already working on my full-length album, and uh, I'm going to talk about it here first. Um, actually, the title of that is going to be called Sleep Apnea because your boy you know, suffers from sleep apnea because of my weight. So it's so by saying that, it's something personal, deep. So it's going to be my first project where I'm actually going to be talking about my, my life story. I never did a, a project where I'm t- really talking about my more personal life stories. You know what I mean? So look out for that. That should come out this summer. And, uh,
0: yeah. I have to say, I feel honored that, you know, you decided to break the news here. I have to say that. That's, um, that's really cool, man. So, what is this going to be, a a conscious album, or is it going to be... It's, I mean, it's
1: definitely going to be me. It's going to be more personal. I mean, you could say it's conscious. I mean, there's there's probably going to be a couple ignorant tracks, but it's about, it's talking about ignorance that I do actually partake in. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I feel like... Con, like it, to be conscious is like people uh kind of relate conscious into more a clean thing like morality and, and you know, yeah. something like clean like because I kind of bad but I feel like conscious music is about the real like the real you everyday like struggle whether it be you having problems with uh drinking or even if you do go out and drink and you don't find it to be a problem but you're you're speaking it of it in an intelligent intelligent way manner where you don't have to make people just dance to it, they can actually listen to it. Yeah. And like I feel like Kendrick did a really good job of that with a, with a couple of records like Swimming Pools. Everybody was turning up to it, but in reality he was telling you <laughs> yeah. some deep the, stuff about Yeah, the tragedies yeah. and the endlessness of alcohol. But it was probably one of the biggest party tracks, in, at least in the West Coast
0: right so yeah and definitely like when it came on everybody was playing was listening to yeah, it like, yeah. Yeah, yeah pour up drink yeah <laughs> and then eventually after you go where, like I mean some of us learn it faster than others you know I, I can't even say that and as immediately as I heard that track I was like oh yeah he's talking about something else I was just yeah. like I, I was like oh this part's tight I wasn't expecting this from Kendrick you know <laughs> and that's when the, that's when the like the greatness of him comes out but I mean
1: he did that with Bitch Don't feel My vibe too yeah, think about it, you know what I mean, that was a party track it sounded like a party track but he was saying some real stuff too so like, I feel like if, uh, you know, if you're a good artist you know how to play both fields you know how to tap into the you know, the turnout market, but also tell people some real shit Right,
0: and that's why I like A-Side Rocky, because A-Side <clears throat> Rocky is the same way because he has yeah. that soulful kind of beats and stuff, and he's just like this Like this ain't no conscious track but you, you know, and like when he says it, but like it's like, cause consciousness kind of means, like you said, like you have to have some kind of sense of like uh, do gooder. But it's, to me, it can also mean like you just, like you said, you're just speaking about your surroundings and you're being self aware. Yeah. And sometimes people just like they're not like sad about what they went through. You know, yeah. when they talk about their you know their past. Like, or oh, one artist, one new
1: artist, uh, I can compare what we're talking about would be like NBA YoungBoy. Like I like NBA YoungBoy, but like you know older cats would be like. All that new music, all oh, he's talking about is whole bitches and and doing drugs and blah 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 blah. But I feel like if you really listen to NBA YoungBoy, he's really talking about some deep subjects yeah. and stuff that he's going through in his life. You know what I mean? So it's it's a, it's a way to uh, tap into the old and the, the new and the, but at the same time making it yourself.
0: Yeah, because I, I I haven't I haven't really listened to him at all. Like I, I maybe once or twice, but I haven't really like pushed for it. But like. Someone in the young artist, she was a uh, what is it? YMW, uh, Yelly? M- Melly, Melly, yeah, Melly, yeah. Sorry, like I, I don't even know his yeah. name, but but like like my my little brother and his friends would play some of his music, and I'd be like, at first I'd be like, oh man, what the hell? Like, why you pin this? <laughs> why you pin this stuff on? And then I I listen to it, the the lyrics, I'm like, this is way deeper, like way more like, oh, you know okay. what I mean? There's way more to it than like. When, like, what his what he's known for, Definitely. you know what I mean? Like, and the, I was just like, like, that one right there is, like, I judged the book by his cover completely. And then when I started no, watching, I, I
1: did the same thing with Melly, but, like, he really surprised because, like, you know, like, back in the day storytelling, he brought that kind of back. Yeah. Like, especially with that murder on my mind. Just that story alone, incredible. But, you know, that in the. Ended up uh, getting him locked up, so... But uh, he's supposedly getting released. You know, oh, that's gonna Shout out to Melly, man.
0: <laughs> we need some more. That, that's that's an artist I like. I like. Right, he deserves it. I mean, yeah, because he really has, like... He really paid his heart and soul into his tracks. I mean, he, he got the attention of Kanye West, so... That tells you a lot. And he did his time for, like, stuff he didn't do. So it's kind of like, you know, he paid his dues. So, he, I mean, he's bound. Like, if right. anyone deserves... If anyone deserves it, I believe it's too Yeah, you know I mean... Facts. So I know we got on a tangent, but I want to ask you a couple more questions. Just want to ask you, like, so not because we already spoke about the moment No Excuses 7, but what was, like, the most memorable time that you had, like, doing this, like, events? Like, what was it when you like, what made you, what made it click in your head? Like, oh, I'm going to keep doing this. Like, was it?
1: Well, I mean, there's definitely a lot of moments, but one that really stands out because it is recent. Um, At the last No Excuses. Um, no excuses eight in uh, Long Beach at Kiss which is Kissera, but you know Kisera. this way is Kissara. <laughs> in Long Beach. Um, actually, uh, one of the hosts, the, the guy I had hosting was uh, Crooked Eye's brother Madman. So shout out to Madman for hosting. He brought out the whole Horseshoe Gate, who was actually having Eminem produce their their um, their album, their group album. So they actually Whoa. showed up to the event which was a big deal, and, uh, the memorable, memorable thing about that show was in the beginning, right when he introduced himself as the, the host, he had everybody, it, it was already almost a packed house right from the beginning at 9 p.m. when we opened, Yeah, you know what I mean, so, like, uh, by, like, I think 9.30, he already started the show, and he, he, he opened up the show by having everybody have their, uh, like, phones up and lighters, and, uh, and give a you know give a tribute to uh, Kobe, and everybody I'm talking about everybody uh, is that chills it. or what? Yeah, like, yeah, it was like big old ooh. chills. Like everybody just put their phones up and everybody just you know give give it up to Kobe. That's and, crazy. Uh, that, that was like man, RP Kobe. It's you know what I mean. Like these shows are making an impact. It's powerful. It's bigger than me. You know what I mean. So even if some of those people there didn't know that I was throwing the show, it didn't matter. It's Just the fact that organizing the show and it's and it's coming out this dope. Was just like, dang. I want to keep doing this.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that sounds exciting, man. That sounds like you, you really got to experience a moment that, like, you know, it caused through a tragedy, but like the closeness that you feel with the group of individuals, and then you're just like, I'm here to perform, and like, you just take that energy onto the stage, and it's probably like something rem- like memorable. You know what I mean, yeah. like, like you said, like I can, I can feel that right there, like right? that energy in that room because that that venue is kind of dark.
1: So like just imagine like that dark, and then the, the lights are all on the stage, and he has he's talking about giving up to Kobe, and everybody just no hesitation, boom. I mean, so that's that's one of those moments I really liked. Um, and, uh, I could say another moment would probably be um, No Excuses six in December. Um, that was I actually had place the place to capacity. So it was also back. It was also at the same venue in Long Beach, at uh, Sarah and
0: uh, and that was the first time that ha- that's, that that happened.
1: Was that yeah, like 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 a uh, like actually like fill out the whole venue. Yeah. Like yeah, like that was we were literally at capacity because they had a dude, we had a security security, and then we had a dude checking the capacity, and uh, he was like, "Dang, hey, we're at capacity right now." So he had to actually wait until people. Came out to have people go in. I'm like, dang, that's dope. You know what I mean? You're having your event be packed out like that. That must be a great feeling, dude. Yeah, it (laughs) it, wasn't like the boulevard is a dope place, but it's kind of small. But the Casera in Long Beach is like probably like three, four times bigger than the boulevard. And to be able to pack it out like that was just incredible.
0: Yeah, because I know planning anything is stressful. Even if you're not a stressful person, planning anything is stressful. And then you're always hoping that the outcome is good, especially yeah. parties. And then when it shows out, you're just like, you know, I'm a party gone
1: <laughs> Like even though we did pre-sale tickets yeah. and we did good at selling tickets, you still don't know to the day of the event how many people are gonna show up. Right. So like it's like me, I, I you know what I mean, because I really love this. I don't care if I made all my like a good amount of money on the tickets. I just want people to be there to experience the same thing I'm experiencing by by seeing these dope artists perform, you know what I mean? Because I don't book, uh, what's it called, lame acts. Like, a lot of of these promoters, I'm just saying, a lot of these promoters... Like,
0: if you let me get on, it's like, nah, bro. Nah, I've seen you said before. Yeah, you're in a wheelchair. I (laughs) I,
1: I, (laughs) know. No, I'm not that messed up, but there's a lot of promoters that definitely know that an artist isn't good enough or not ready. Well, I should say, that I should say, it like that, not ready, and they'll put them on these showcases where there's experienced performers, and they're just doing it for the money. Like they don't, they're just another uh, number. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, just another. SSI. Like with, with the no excuses, uh, most of most of the people that perform are people that I've scouted out or people recommend to me that they're dope. And I, but I still check out their IG and stuff like that. So like I know that they're good performers. I know they bring out a crowd. So there's a lot of requirements, but I reach out to them. Right. And the reason also why it's called no excuses, is I don't charge artists to perform. It's uh, it's the supporters are supposed to pay for the for the tickets, the pre-sale tickets or at the door. You know what I mean? That's that's how it should be.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, because most of these promoters are making the uh, artists pay up front for tickets or that. And I do also have a ticket system, but it's not required. But it's also for you to make money. Like right. I'm only making one third. Like you know what I mean? Let's say example. I say okay. Um, you have an option if you want to make some money. Buy ten tickets uh, for fifty bucks. That's five dollars each. The ticket will say fifteen, so you can make from five to ten dollars profit per ticket. All that asks is for about five bucks, but that's fifty up front. And if you want to make money, you, you can triple up, triple your money. You know what I mean? Not a lot of promoters are doing that. They're making artists. All right, you gotta sell ten tickets in order to get the slot, and that's kind of like the. The, the cycle I see in L.A. over and over. And then when you get to the show, most of these guys, just just because, like, the, these new performers, just because they want to be on uh, on the showcase, right? they just end up buying the tickets themselves or their family buys it. And then... Nobody you, shows up. Yeah, they're just performing in front of their girlfriend or their two, two friends and other rappers. And then sometimes you'll be fooled and thinking, oh, man, it's a packed event, but there's three stages in, in and everybody's waiting to perform. Like, there's there's, there's like there's a lot of venues in LA that have more than one stage. Mm-hmm. And they'll literally have all these time slots because they have three stages. Like, one is upstairs, one is outside, and one is inside on the first floor. And then everybody's waiting for it. So everybody's just waiting for their time to perform. And rap is a very competitive genre. It's not like any other genre. But it's supposed to be like that because you're supposed to feel like you're the best. But yeah, because yeah. of that concept, you get a lot of shows. I'm talking about... Like, two years ago, like, because I started started really doing shows like crazy three years ago, but, like, for two, for, like, a year and a half, me and my team would just do all these showcases, and for the most part, I would say, like, 75% of the shows, you're just performing in front of rappers, so there's no chance to really get... Any exposure? Exposure or a fan base, because the rapper's looking at you and waiting for their time to go on stage, because it's very competitive, like, oh, I can do better than this guy. Yeah. blah, 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 blah. So... That's why i be studying it and be like, man, one day when I throw a show, I want to do it like this because I don't think this works out. And little by little, you know what I mean? And we, we started doing the No Excuses that way and we're like, dang, look, it's not just rappers coming. Now we got so many people that are non-rappers coming to the show and people have a chance to actually uh, uh, get a fan base. And then a lot of artists hit me up saying, hey man, thank you for having me on the show. I had so many people uh follow me and I got to connect with a lot of people and so another, another thing I do not trying to cut you off is that I usually have at least one or two people in, that are doing something in the media that are watching you so you have a chance to get hit up by a by a radio show a podcast because they're there in the building scouting out for
0: new artists to bring onto their show new talent mhm so you're kind of like it's kind of receiving like a, like the golden ticket, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if Curfew tries to get you on the platform, you know what I mean? Maybe like or, uh, when he's on No Excuses 37 and it's in like Staples Center or something crazy like that, you know what I mean? Probably never there because, you know, there's always one to have the vibe to part of the forum or, you know, some you know, like mm-hmm. some some sync like that, right? It's going to be like, yeah. it started from here. So it's like, I can see that in your future for sure, you know what I mean? Because I've seen the, the, the drive already. You're like, once you get past like three... Then you pretty much, like, yeah, you're like, going to start doing after it. After three, you start getting the momentum of being like, okay, this
1: is how I want to run it. Like, uh, like crazy story, the first No Excuses was in the Valley of Reseda at the candy Bar. And uh, no, <laughs> no disrespect to the candy Bar, but we call that, like, uh, the, the White Power Bar. It's literally, it's, it's usually, <laughs> like, you know, kind of like older white men Whoa. that go to this bar and, and they're kind of racist. Yeah. And, uh, we, so what's kind of
0: racist like, <laughs> like? Like I would like, say, like we'll drink like, next to you, call, I will but don't raci- touch I'll,
1: me. I'll, I'll call like kind of racist kind of like closet racist. Like, like uh, you know, they kind of wait for their opportunity to be racist. i would just
0: say something snarky. Yeah, you know what <laughs> I
1: mean. It's like they will wait for the opportunity, and it's kind of like you only see. I don't know, it's we call it the, the white bar, the white, the okay. white power bar, and it kind of has like a lot of bad vibes when you're when you're there. With not a lot of people, right? Yeah. So, but we threw that show, and we ended up having uh, sixty people come to the show, which is pretty good for a bar. Right. So imagine like a, it the bar was is kind of like the size of Tommy's on the the bar the when you enter, not the not the big room with the big old, oh, so just not the with tavern, the dance party. the tavern, yeah, just a regular tavern. Yeah. It was kind of that size bar with a stage with a nice size set, a stage, you know, where the pool table's at. Right. So. Yeah, 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 So like something like that. When, that was yeah, the yeah, first yeah. that was the first no yeah. excuses. And like when we first got there I was like nervous because That's, because like the vibes sure. were like the local. there was a bunch of locals in there and they're all and yeah. it was like all these goddamn rappers. The <laughs> what, what
0: happened afterwards? Or and, were they like, yeah, that
1: was done, or they were just like, they were all gone. Yeah, they were. No, they were pretty much gone. <laughs> but uh, that show started at nine, and people didn't show up till like eleven. So the first two hours, I'm like freaking out because it's the first one, right? And it's mostly just like my crew, and then a couple artists that that uh, that were gonna perform early. But all even though even the artists I had came late and everything but then by like 11 then we had like boom everybody just came at once
0: yeah partiers are the worst dude I swear, <laughs> it's like they all have to just show up at the same time you know what i mean like, yeah like so like
1: that that was the first experience with that but now actually partiers are not the worst dude. by like nine, ten o'clock now people show up because they know their reputation no excuses they want to be there early so
0: literally, no excuses. Started out in no excuse bar, like like just say if you don't believe in God, if you believe it's a simulation, or believe whatever. The very first chance you had to start on your embark on your journey of hosting the event was at a bar that was not tending to rap music or even to your kind. You know what I mean? And you still did it. You know what I mean? You broke that barrier, that hump, that little swivel, and you were just like, you know what? I got this. So I have to say. That site, man, that literally sums up like your lifestyle. No excuses, you know what I mean? They, like, they always ask you, curfew, like, where have you been? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know
1: where I've been. I've been stacking in. I've been paranoid. I ain't got no friends. You can check out my single bitch. I'm out here on all
0: music platforms. Bam. You know what I mean? Thank you for coming on here. I appreciate it. You know what I mean? It's been a long time since the party, and it's always good to get going with someone. You know what I mean? We can have such a uh, good conversation. All right? So if you don't know where to find me at, I'm at Adrian Ortiz. Wait, no. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right. com or Christopher Ortiz Entertainment at the YouTube channel. Is that correct? You can find me on all
1: social media and all music platforms, curfew with a Q, Q Q-U-R-F-E-W,
0: or at your girl's house. Ooh, that's curfew with a (laughs) Q.